Hello, this is George Kurtz inviting you to spend some time here in the living room where we can enjoy topics of movies, sports, and television, highlighting wonderful years of our lives and, of course, music. So come on in, get comfortable, and we'll start with a heavy cup of dark roast and our imaginations. This time we'll arrive back at the year 1962 and some of the memories along the way. In the vast cornucopia of cinematic harvest, let's first pick Lawrence of Arabia, David Lean's saga featuring Peter O'Toole as British Army Lieutenant Thomas Edward Lawrence and his assessment of the Turkish revolt circa World War I. Omar Sharif, Sir Alec Guinness, and one of my favorites, Anthony Quinn, were in the movie too. It was awarded the Best Picture and Best Director at the 1963 Academy Awards. Another amazing film of the time is The Longest Day, with a scroll of top actors including John Wayne, Robert Ryan, Richard Burton, Robert Mitchum, Sean Connery, and Ray Danton. We experience the many elements of the human condition of war from both the Allies and Nazis' perspective. I was hoping my popcorn, raisinets, and uh, bladder would hold out through the three-hour production. Luckily, an intermission was placed midpoint to be a cinematic rest stop. The aforementioned Sean Connery debuted as James Bond, 007, in Dr. No, and that opened the door to the world of secret agents and saving the world from destruction. Ursula Andress launched the ship of beautiful leading women in the genre, helping James to defeat the evil Dr. Julius Snow, portrayed by Joseph Wiseman. And uh, P.S. Jack Lord leads the conga line of future Felix Leiters. That would be the CIA's support for the British spy. Later, he would end up on Hawaii 5 1962 sports section was busting out with Arnold Palmer winning the Masters for the third time. In tennis, Rod Laver and Margaret Smith gave pride to their fans around the world, winning the Australia and the French Open tourneys. And that June, Jack Nicklaus, not to be outdone by Mr. Palmer, won the U.S. Open, while the New York Yankees won the World Series over San Francisco's Giants four games to three. The Yankees had Yogi Berra. Whitey Ford, and Mickey Mantle on the field, while the Giants boasted over Orlando Cepeda, Willie Mays, Juan Marichal, and Willie McCovey. Wow, they should have called it the Universal Series with all the stars to see. More brilliance came from the diamond as Sandy Kovacs earned his second career 18 strikeouts against the Cubs. That's 18 per game. Special note, Mr. Jackie Robinson became the first African-American to be welcomed into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was a wonderful aid to give us a diversion from the Cuban Missile Crisis that President Kennedy had to face and averted, later leading to the implementation of the Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. And more amazing sports to keep our spirits up, 76er Wilt Chamberlain scored 73 points against Chicago, leading to Philadelphia to a big win, 135-117. to 117. On the ice, Detroit Red Wing ace Gordie Howe scored his 500th career goal in their contest with New York. The 1962 television sets were glowing with programs like Bonanza, Gunsmoke, Ben Casey, Perry Mason, and Route 66, while Leave it to Beaver, Dennis the Menace, Candid Camera, and Car 54, Where Are You, kept the laughs coming. I always felt safer with Tootie and Muldoon on the beat. 
Thank you, Nat Hyken, for the memories, the yucks, and the Phil Silver show. He packed so many good things into 54 years. Uh, the coincidence gives pause to wonder how much more creative fun we could have enjoyed. We had more family cheer with Sing Along with Mitch as Mitch Miller led the gang in Song for America, and we kept singing with such gems on the radio, including Ray Charles's I Can't Stop Loving You, Shelley Fabre's Johnny Angel, and Roy Orbison's angelic voice with Dream Baby. I've always been hypnotized by good cha-cha, too, like Mary Wells is the one who really loves you, and you beat me to the punch. Also, Bobby Rydell's The Cha-Cha-Cha. Elvis Presley stayed in our hearts with Return to the Sender, and Patsy Cline hugged all of us with She's Got You. And keeping it on the country stage, Gentleman Jim Reeves shared his gift with Adios Amigo. What a voice. I can still hear Gene Pitney crooning Only Love Can Break a Heart Over the Transistor and follow that with Herb Alpert's first smash hit, The Lonely Bull, as the musical Toreador swayed his way into our lives throughout the decade. Bobby Darren sang about all the things we used to do. We were so spoiled. And with that, I'll slide on out like Mander G. Krebs remembering the good times and how we dug it all. I'm your host, George Kurtz, with another invitation to you and your friends to come on by again to the living room. We'll have a ball. Best wishes. <laughs>